Yes, yes. You know how we start a pre-show. Welcome to Filmmaker Commentary. I'm Reginald Titus Jr. And this is the pre-show for episode 102, RoboCop. And today, um, as you can tell, uh, Casey G. Smith isn't with us uh, for the podcast today. He's not joining me today. Uh, I just want to let our listeners know that last Sunday, uh, Casey, he suffered a, a mild stroke and was rushed to the hospital. Um, but he wanted me to let everybody know that he is out of the ICU and he is now in the rehab facility and he is doing well, doing better and is in good spirits. You can, uh, me and some close friends of Casey have uh, started a GoFundMe campaign for Casey. Um, you can go to GoFundMe and type in Casey Smith. Uh, his profile will pop up. You'll see him smiling, uh, created by Jason Young. And, you you know, put some money on for his rehab period. Um, he's going to be taking some time off. So you're going to be stuck with my voice for a little while. Uh, but we do, you know, we cannot wait to get Casey back on the microphone. So um, all our prayers go out to you, Casey Smith. Um, I just want to report to you, let you know what's going on here at Filmmaker Commentary. Uh, I've already visited him uh, last Monday, plan on visiting him again tomorrow. So yeah, we're, we're rocking with you, Casey. Uh, but moving forward um, with, with the news, uh, just a couple things with the news. I don't know if you know this or not, but Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney and I believe it's like for 50 million dollars. She already got I believe her salary is already at 20 million, uh, but she's suing because uh, according to the contract, according to what she's saying is that, you know, Disney was supposed to release uh, the film in a certain way and not necessarily on the platform. It's supposed to have this like exclusive theatrical window release according to the contracts um they didn't do that they released at the same time as you know it's uh and casey and i we talked about it how it's available on disney you know at a um uh it's on disney but you have to pay like a premium price for it to you know it's like transactional but you can still see it at home and then or you can watch it at the theater but as covid has been ravishing and you know kind of killing any potential returns that some of these big blockbuster films hope to pull in it's not necessarily happening i know we've seen that with like king kong when that like it was one of the first films that came or king kong versus godzilla it was like one of the first films that came out uh when theaters opened and it was just an international success but uh in the case of black widow i believe that budget was around 200 million and currently is at 359 million so and i'm pretty sure they expect it to get a billion dollars from this particular franchise that may or may not happen. More likely, it won't happen. And some people are looking at this film as it's a flop. Some are saying it's not a flop. You know me. If you make your if you're making your budget back, you make your money back. That's good because you're evergreen after that. You know you can keep licensing and just make money uh, from that film forever. But you know the studios look at it very differently. So yeah, so she's suing. So apparently, she was supposed to get that fifty million, like the fifty million dollars, like on the back end, based on performance at the theater. And since that was a breach of contract from the studio, she's suing Disney, not Marvel. Even though Disney does own Marvel, those are still separate entities. Um, it's still not good for business. But we shall see. You're seeing people like uh, Dave Batista. Batista, hope I'm saying his name right. 
um, backing her up in this situation or, you know, just or saying comments. You're starting to get other people kind of chiming in about this whole situation. And the interesting thing is, you know, a lot of times we don't know what the salaries of these people are. Some of these entertainers, we don't know what the back end is. And so it's kind of by her doing this, it's kind of exposing the industry a little bit like, oh, man, what's going on behind the scenes? Because uh, you when you compare that with other entertainment, like, say, for example, um, athletes, uh, Athletes, their salaries are negotiated publicly, <laughs> you know, right before your eyes. It's printed publicly. Everybody knows what so-and-so makes. It's uh, kind of ridiculous. But we at least know what's going on there, um, which is not the case a lot of times with um, actors and entertaining. We don't know what's going on there. Uh, but, yeah, also in the news, Space Jam. Uh, Space Jam was made for... I think the budget was 150 million. It's currently performing at the box office at 135 million. And it did well at the first weekend. Like people were like, oh man, this is doing great. But it's just kind of falling off after every week after that. We saw it. Uh, my oldest son and then my second oldest son, we went to the theater, saw it to watch it, and they loved it. And then also, too, we watched it at home a couple of times, you know, HBO Max. So. Uh, they enjoyed the experience. I think it's a, it's a positive film that, you know, you don't get to see an image too many times of African-American man successful, you know, supporting his kids and also, you know, saying, hey, I love you, son. When do you see that image? Um, so I think it's just positive in that way. But from a more artistic and kind of creative way, I know a lot of people bash it. The way I look at it, it's a kid film. It's not for me, but it's for my kids. And so if they like it, I like it. Um, but that's primarily it for the news. Uh, movies watched. Uh, the only movies, of course, I watched Space Jam. I watched, um, I recently went to Best Buy to get a Blu-ray of a film called Explorers. Now, this is very niche. Uh, this is an 80s film. <laughs> This is an 80s film. It was on Blu-ray. It's on Blu-ray right now. Uh, it's an 80s film, and it is literally Ethan Hawke's first film as an actor. Um, you also have River Phoenix in there. It's a, you know, I was a kid in the 80s, but grew up in the 90s. This film, we will watch it over and over and over again. But after watching it <laughs> this time around as an adult, I'm like, uh, it didn't age too well. And then two... Um, I had no idea that it was a box office flop because, you know, keep in mind at those times you just get a V you purchase your VHS. A lot of, a lot of times if a movie was a flop, uh, it'll find another audience on VHS that what this movie was like a kind of like a disaster and it found its audience on VHS at the time. I love the film. Like I, you know, I had good memories of the film. It was adventurous. It was kind of like the Goonies in a way, but on watching it again, I'm like, ah, Okay, you know, kind of drags a little bit, but uh, it's got it. It's got its fun points, though. Uh, watched Explorers. Um, my wife and I, we are consistently watching the the episodes of Manifest, which is on Netflix. Uh, uh, the first two seasons are on Netflix, and um, if you follow throughout those seasons, then you'll know that Hulu has season three. So we have been um, having fun watching that. And getting a kick out of that. And yesterday I watched uh, Suicide Squad. Now, uh, Suicide Squad, man, where can I start? I like the director. <laughs> Let's be optimistic a little bit. Let's be positive. Um, 
I, you know, I dig James Gunn work as a director with uh, Galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and all that stuff. Um, even in Suicide Squad, um, the the style is there. There is definitely a style, and sometimes it might remind you a little bit of Zack Snyder in Watchmen, just like how stylistic. Uh, some of the shots can be, but I would say uh, I watched it last night. I fell asleep for about 20 minutes of the film. I just passed out. It's man. Maybe I should watch it again and give another opinion. But my first opinion is that it's very, very graphic for violence. It's graphic. Um, it could be a bit silly. Yeah, silly. Yeah, but it's still it's still entertaining, but I really wouldn't I wouldn't really recommend it. I wouldn't go out of my way to recommend this to anybody. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. However, I will probably watch it again. So I like the style of it. I'll watch the part to where I fell asleep at. Yeah. So from a craftsmanship, from a craft standpoint, it it did, you know, the director, they they did what they were supposed to do, but it wasn't fulfilling. I don't know. I, I don't even know where to start. But um, yeah, Suicide Squad. So if you're waiting to hear from somebody to see if you're going to watch the film, yeah, go, I will, that wouldn't be my first choice. This would be my fourth or fifth choice, or it could be a movie you watch to say, hey, I watched it, because it's one of those films everybody's kind of been anticipating. But I don't know about this franchise of Suicide Squad. Like, I watched the first one. They have problems there. And then after watching this one, I perceive that people are going to uh, kick it in the butt as well. That's what I'm anticipating. I'll know after this week, you know, when we start reading in the in the tabloids and everything was happening. But I anticipate people are going to talk badly about it. I'll give it a meh. But it's interesting. It's bloody. It's bloody. So if you like a bloody mess, check it out. But that's primarily it. Um, for today's pre-show, I wanted to quickly give you some news, let you know what's going on uh, with Casey. Um, to support Casey, again, go to GoFundMe, type in Casey Smith, Casey G. Smith. Um, his profile will pop up. It's him smiling. And uh, you will see in the blurb everything that Jason wrote out, uh, kind of explaining in detail everything that's going down. Um, he's doing okay. He's at a rehab facility. And as you know, that's going to Take some time to rehab from a stroke, uh, but he's he's talking, he's communicating well. So until he's finished rehab, though, you're gonna be you're gonna be listening to a lot of me. But we do still have about ten to fifteen shows uh, pre-recorded, you know, previously recorded that's in the queue. So be prepared for those, so you still get to hear his voice from our previous recordings. Um, so yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Um, you can catch us at, on Instagram at Filmmaker Commentary. Uh, you can also catch me, uh, Reginald Titus Jr. on Instagram. You can catch Casey at Casey G. Smith. Um, also, if you're on Facebook, Filmmaker Commentary, just reach out to us. Also, like if you're on LinkedIn or anything like that, we do have professional profiles. Um, you can reach out uh, to Casey. You can reach out to me. And um, if you need a link or anything to help support um, Casey, while he's going through rehab, uh, just let me know. I'll send you the link and we can just take it from there. All right. Uh, but until next time, peace out.